Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Broadcasting live from Studio 34 in Midtown Manhattan. It is the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. Corey Parson, the Fantasy Executive, my main man, Fancy Task, Jim Day. No, uh... No Ventra today, once again, on assignment. Coming up on the program, we got another 10 of our top 100 fantasy footballers from 2018. Uh, I want to get into some of the latest news going on around the NFL. Also, take a look at the first, uh, some mock drafts for the upcoming NFL draft. Look at some of the skill position players. Kind of pair them up with some of the teams and get uh, Jim's opinion on does that team, not so much of a breakdown of the player, but does that team need uh, that position to help them offensively and if that can help you in fantasy football in 2019. No venture today. Jim, what's going on with you? Hey, I'm doing good, Corey. Happy Friday to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much, Jim. Doesn't really mean much, but still happy to be a, a Friday. Uh, any any big plans for the weekend? Uh, not really, actually. I'm going to be tearing into a lot of baseball reading this weekend. No, oh, that's exactly what I won't be doing this weekend. So that's good to know. <laughs> well, hey, you know, you gotta you gotta do a little something. It'd be my first weekend off in a while, no doubt. So uh, I, I gotta fill it up with something. Yeah, that's that's true, Jim. Now you're right, Jim. I sort of matter of fact, speaking of weekends, I saw the new weekend schedule. I didn't see your name that much. Oh, was that a mistake? No, I'm not on in the weekends uh, for the rest of the, for at least through baseball season. So I I'm only here with you during the week. One one hour a day. We need some more. We need some more analysis from Jim Day on the weekends. Yeah, well, until until I learn who's who and what's what in baseball, it, I'm not going to get much time. Oh, okay. Well, we'll see if we can figure that part out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Our telephone lines open throughout the course of the program 844-843-6879. Whatever's on your mind, whatever you want to talk about, we got you covered right here. So, Jim, the Carolina Panthers, obviously, situation in the offseason, the big story is uh, Cam Newton getting this shoulder surgery. They said his surgery was done, I believe, yesterday, a minor procedure, not like the procedure he had a couple years ago. Now, one thing that we learned from Dr. A is that a quarterback who is mobile will tend to have these rotator cuff, these shoulder injuries because of a, qu- a constant twerk against the shoulder, torque, excuse me, against the shoulder from throwing across your body when you're a mobile quarterback. With that being said, minor procedure, the goal is start throwing around OTAs, be good to go for training camp. But, Jim, we know how these shoulder surgeries can go, especially for a quarterback. Well, uh, again, we are talking minor surgery at this point. You know, when they go in arthroscopically, we're, we're not looking at major repairs for the most part. And, you know, I, again, I, I don't think it's kind of the severity that we were looking at with Andrew Luck. You know, I know we talked about it earlier, uh, you know, the team owner coming out and say, well, you know, we'll sit him for 2019 if that's what's best for him. And we know we can get him back healthy after that. But 
that's not the severity of injury, at least that from what I've heard, from what I've read, that we have to worry about. So I'm sure he'll probably be ready to go, you know, come week one. But what if he's not ready, Jim? Well, then Panthers are screwed. How screwed are they? Well, not, not, not exactly how screwed are the Panthers. How screwed are we? How screwed, are, how screwed is the Christian McCaffrey dynasty owner? How screwed is the guy that wants to draft Christian McCaffrey in the top five in the PPR next year? Because without Cam Newton, you know, Tyler Henneke is not going to cut it. So I can see some fantasy reverberations coming down from this in- injury. Enough, enough reverberations, Jim, to push McCaffrey down the board? Look, I, I agree. If they try to go with Heineke, um, I, I think that's going to be a problem for McCaffrey. I think he slides a little bit, but he's still McCaffrey. I don't think he slides that far. You know, a, a lot of times when you have a young quarterback, you know, everybody just expects him to be able to throw it to the running back a lot, and that's not really the case. We don't see that very often because that's just another talent that needs to be learned at this level. The good thing, though, is that they have so many you know, plays in their game plan that are designed to go for to him as the first option, that'll work in his favor. Usually with most teams, you know, the running back check down is usually third or fourth option. And a lot of young quarterbacks don't have the time, don't have the knowledge to get to that third or fourth read before they start panicking. So, you know, with him, at least we know that that's going to be a big part of the game plan either way. He'll have plays designed just to go right to him. And that won't hurt him as bad as, you know, somebody else where that, you know, he is the check down as opposed to being the main ball ball handler. So if they do decide to go in, in the direction to sit Cam, right, and everything you said about McCaffrey, I, I agree with it 100%. I think that is the, it, it is the cause. Like you said, you see a slide, but he's still Christian McCaffrey. Do you think that, Nick Foles is an option, or you think Nick Foles is going to be a starter somewhere? I think Nick Foles is going to be a starter somewhere. I do believe that there's a chance they may try and go out and get a veteran uh, for the for the full season if Cam is really going to be out for the full season. I, I'm just not sure they want to do a full 16 games uh, with Heineke or Kyle Allen. Yeah, Heineke and Kyle Allen, like you said, both the backup options right there. I do think Foles is headed for a job. But there are some backup quarterbacks who are veterans who could be available for the Panthers to kind of ease that blow if they do decide to take the long route with Cam and make sure that he's 100%. And I, the first, obviously, the, girl, the guy I named that comes to mind is Teddy Bridgewater, Jim. But I think Bridgewater also could be in the market for a starting job. I know he wants to get a starting job, and he may very well have that chance. Or, you know, heck, we're, we're all assuming that New Orleans lets him walk. They may not. They may want to keep him just in case. You know, I expect Drew Brees to come back next year. I'm pretty sure they do too. Uh, but who knows how much longer Brees is going to hold there? They may very well want to keep Bridgewater. You know, they traded for him for a reason. It wasn't just to, to let him go at the end of the year with him doing nothing. I think they like this kid. I think they want to give him a shot as their next quarterback if you know Brees isn't going to hang around too much longer. Two more veteran options that could be available for the Carolina Panthers to kind of ease some of that blow if they do decide to sit Cam. Tyrod Taylor and Ryan Fitzpatrick both should be on the market. Tyrod Taylor uh, recently started the season this year in Cleveland until it got taken over by Baker Mayfield. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick played musical quarterback cheers with Jameis Winston down there in Tampa. So I think those are two guys, too. And I think these are probably two very realistic options that one of these two gentlemen could be the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers in 2007, 8, 9, whatever year this is. 
<laughs> well, I like Tyrod Teller as a better fit for that offense. Uh, you know, it's not like they have really the receivers that are going to push you down the field uh, that you would want to have with Fitzpatrick there. They're more a ball-controlled offense. And with McCaffrey in the backfield with Taylor and the fact that Taylor can move around and run, you know, it opens itself up to running a lot more RPOs, things like that with him there than, you know, with Fitzpatrick. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if they want to make a move that way. Uh, yeah, I can see that that makes good sense. Good sense. Also, do you think names like Brock Osweiler, excuse me, Brock Osweiler and uh, what's the, uh, is Brock Osweiler and Matt Castle, <laughs> do you think they can go in either one of those directions? Oh, God. Why would Man, they? Man, it's, um, it's nothing to see there, right? Yeah, yeah, really. Uh, Matt Castle's fine. He, he loves being a backup. He's getting paid to do nothing. He likes that. And finally, one name that is uh could be mentioned by the Panthers as a potential if they do have an extended absence from Newton is Jacoby Brissett. And we've seen Brissett excel. He's shown flashes at times two years ago in Indy. I think Brissett in Carolina could be a good option if they do happen to struggle and not have a chance to see Cam start the season. See, I, I don't agree with that for Why a couple not? of reasons. First of all, I, I don't think the Colts are going to let him go. Really? Um, you know, based on what happened with Luck last time, I know he looks bet like he's back. and uh, Well, he did up until the skills competition last night when he got uh. outthrown by Adam Thielen. Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, but, you know, he's looked healthy. I get that, but. They like having, you know, Brissett did a good job for them while Luck was out. And, you know, I, I don't know. It really depends on what they can get him for. Uh, don't know his contract, though, to be honest. I don't know if he's a yep. free agent not or not. Sure Is he a free that. agent? I'm not sure about that either, Jim. I figured you would know that. Uh, yeah, sorry. I don't know. what. I, give me a minute. I will find out for you. But uh, if he's a free agent, then all bets are off. But, again, I don't think he would go to the Panthers just because he doesn't want to be a quarterback for one year. He wants to get a starting job somewhere where he can settle in. And that's not going to be Carolina because as soon as Cam is healthy, Cam is back. So I, I don't think that's a case here. Um, do, 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 do. Now, they, they, yeah, Colts have him for one more year at less than a million dollars. So they're not, he's not going anywhere this year. 2020, he becomes a free agent. All right, there you go right there. 844-843-6879. Super Bowl 53, uh, a little over two weeks away from the, uh, well, no, a little over a week away from the game, excuse me. Uh, game opened up, Jim, as a pick em. right now. You see the New England Patriots laying two and a half. The total has moved down from 58 and a half to 57. A lot of the offshore money right now is coming in on the New England Patriots. I much oh, like... That, wait, wait, wait. That, 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 you're not doing it justice. <laughs> Almost all of the money coming in so far is on the Patriots. Yes. We're looking <laughs> at about 85% of the money right now on the Patriots. It, it has the hate for New England going out the window and people realize, you know what, this is the smart bet right here. And you know what, just go ahead, make a couple dollars off the Patriots and go ahead and, and enjoy it. Not enjoy it, but you know what, throw your hands up in the air and say it is what it is. Or do you think when Johnny Public, the casual better that really hates New England gets in on this, we see movement in this number? Well, Johnny casual better isn't going to change this number because the, the – the bets that are coming in on the Patriots are huge so far. A lot of big number bets, uh, big dollar bets coming in on the Patriots. So it's not going to be Johnny Casual moving this line. It's going to you know, have to be L.A. coming in force. And that may happen. Uh, you know, a lot of fans in, in L.A. and, you know, they want to back their team. That may end up happening. But I just don't see, you know, look, everybody 
a lot of people, I won't say everybody, a lot of people fell for the same thing that we did. We didn't think the Patriots were the same team. They didn't play like it all year. But, you know, get into playoffs, and once again, they're showing everybody why they've been the dominant force in this game for so long. Uh, you know, Brady isn't done. Uh, he comes out and plays great games. The defense is stepping up and playing excellent football. Uh, you know, they're just doing what they need to do. And uh, I think everybody got burned the last two weeks not believing in the Patriots. And everybody said, you know what, screw it. I've learned my lesson. i got to bet the Patriots. And I think that's what we're seeing now. Yeah, I think that is the case also. People are learning their lesson. But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the course of the next couple of weeks. Obviously, the Pro Bowl in Orlando, Florida this weekend, Jim. And, um, oh, Pro Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? The, the graphics from the – the Pro Bowl commercial, the graphics in that commercial are going to be better than the Pro Bowl itself. Then when the last time you watched the Pro Bowl? Oh, man, Corey, it's got to be a long time. Uh, well over 10 years. I'll probably put it at closer to 15. You just don't like the Pro Bowl, huh? I hate the Pro Bowl. There's nothing to it. it, it uh, uh, yeah, a bunch of guys that really don't want to be there. They're there for a free vacation. They don't really want to play the game. You know, the vacation and, is in Orlando, and most of them are from Florida. Yeah, well, and that's the case. And that's why so many guys opt out now ever since they moved it from Hawaii. When it was in Hawaii, everybody wanted to go. You know, free vacation Hawaii? Sure, I'll come play. Now that they moved it to Orlando, everybody's like, yeah, Disney World, I can do that anytime I want. There you go right there. Um, Boy, I tell you what, Jim, I, I expected you to be more of a, a Pro Bowl guy than this. No, I hate the Pro Bowl. Never liked it, never did. I like the skills competitions better, but I got to tell you, even that looked rigged last night. How would you fix the Pro Bowl? You're the commissioner of the NFL. Uh, Jim Day, you've, uh, nice to meet you. Uh, the Roger Goodell has stepped down, decided to uh, stop stealing from the players. And now that uh, Roger Goodell has stepped down, Jim, we have made you the new uh, commissioner of the NFL. Uh, your first task is to fix the, fix the Pro Bowl. Okay, well, first off, I would take out that stupid rule that whoever wins gets home field advantage. That's baseball, Jim. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to see if you were paying attention. <laughs> and, that, and that rule has been removed, too, from baseball. Oh, has it been yes, removed? Yes, that's oh, not good. the rule I hated no more. that rule. That was, that was such a stupid thing. No, actually, what I would do is I'd make it worth something to the players. you got to give them incentive to really want to go out there and play a game. And, I'm, you know, for that, I, hey, look. You you your team wins the Super Bowl. Everybody gets two hundred fifty grand. All right, the Pro Bowl. You mean? Yeah, Pro Bowl. Sorry, it's still a lot of money to be giving away to people that already. Hey, they're have not a lot giving it money. away. They're making so much damn money. That's true. You're thing. right. You're right about that. Why Jim? not make it? You know, so that the players actually want to play and you know perform. So that I, that's really the only way I can think of to make them want to play and perform is to give them a big enough cash incentive that it makes sense. Well, how about this? How about, you know what? It's an exhibition. Let it be an exhibition and have them play flag football. Yeah, nobody wants to pay big money to watch them play flag football. Who's paying big money to watch the Pro Bowl? Come as a part of your cable People like go pay a bunch of money. People that go should know better than going to the Pro Bowl. I agree. What I would suggest is I I would have a team of today's NFL stars playing a team of yesterday's NFL stars. Jim, that can get ugly early, too. Because remember remember, remember the NBA? Before the NBA went to the rookies versus the second-year players, they, the NBA used to play an old-timers game, but George Gervin, the Iceman, tore his ACL. You don't want to see 
You don't want I'm, I'm about to say Jim Brown, but I don't think Jim Brown gonna play. You don't just <laughs> you come you, out on the field in his walker, but for that two hundred and fifty grand, <laughs> he got. Jim, Jim, let me say some Jim Brown might still be a beast. Well, especially if you got a woman in the car next to him, because remember Jim Brown threw a woman out of moving car before. But Jim Brown <laughs> tends nice. not to talk about that when he tried to lecture other people. Um, ah, so you would have like. How how what era like nineties early two thousands how old how far back oh, no they gotta be recently out recently okay. out of the game they so like be, so like you know, Tony Romo close. yeah yeah guys like that you know Kurt Warner could probably still play in the game guys like that see if they want to and you know of course you're gonna have to incentivize them as well uh, but you know think you, you gotta give them a reason for wanting to play the game as opposed to just going out there and playing pity pat football there you go right there so hard to fix the Pro Bowl. It is hard to fix the Pro Bowl. It is. It's the NFL is the type of sport that can. Uh, the NFL is too violent of a sport to have an exhibition. Yeah, well, that is true. See what I'm saying? <laughs> it's almost like it's almost like the the Rocky fight against uh, Hulk Hogan. Exactly, hundred percent. It's it's it's, <laughs> it's it's you can't really have an exhibition in this type of sport, you know. And you remember you had Sean Taylor made that punt a flip years ago. Almost get a pun or a concussion in the Pro Bowl. That's what the Pro Bowl is about. Rest in peace to Sean Taylor, though. One of the great ones if he would have had a chance to finish out his career. When we come back on the other side, take a first look at this mock draft, break that down. Also, the next 10 in our top 100 coming up on the Frenzy. DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew calls Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars. And they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called The Tax Doctor. And The Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy. And I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-215-1727. 800-215-1727. That's 800-215-1727. Keith Irizarry is calling the shots. If we changed the league that James Harden was in, like if you changed the way the scoring would be, if you took away free throws from everyone's points per game in the NBA, James Harden would still be leading the NBA in scoring by one point on Steph Curry. And if you turned all of his threes into twos, he would still be leading the NBA at 30.7. James Harden, fear the beard. Weekdays, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
Frenzy Friday right here on FNTSY Radio. Tennessee exec Jim Day, no venture today. Are we going to the Jim Day studio? Oh, I didn't know we were. Sorry. <laughs> I was I was just trying to figure out myself. <laughs> I, I I was just looking at really bad Confucius jokes. Oh, okay. Hey, Jim, when do you start to get into scouting for the NFL draft? Uh, I start a little bit now, but probably, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'll watch the Senior Bowl a little bit this weekend. I'll start to look at mock drafts, see what people have to say. Just start making a few notes here and there. But really, you know, I, I tend to wait a little bit closer till we get near the combine and, you know, we start seeing who's, invite, who's invited, who's not, that kind of thing. Uh, good buddy Bucky Brooks from NFL.com. He has uh, his first mock draft of the of the offseason has already been released, right? I want to go through some of the picks uh, that would make sense to us as fantasy owners. And we start out with pick number well, six. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get to that, though, did you, did you see what he said before he did that mock draft, what he put at the top of that mock draft? I'm curious to know what he said. He said, if you like to wager on sports or never have and would like to try, head on over to Bet DSI. They have wagering options for almost any sport you can think of, including sides, totals, and player props, where you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without salary cap constraints. You can even wager on esports, politics, and reality TV. Or get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually any time during a contest, capitalizing on in-game circumstances. There are so many ways you can make money. Use the promo code FTSY101 when signing up and get a 100% bonus deposit match. So head on over and open your account at BetTSI. That's promo code FNTSY101 to get your 100% bonus deposit match. And Brooks was all over this. Hey, he's a smart guy. He know all of that stuff, too. Oh, yeah. He's all over everything. Well, his first player in his mock draft that could, you know, serve or, or play a role or affect fantasy football is with the sixth pick in the draft, Jim. And with the sixth pick in the draft, uh, Bucky Brooks has the New York Giants selecting Ohio State quarterback Dwayne Haskins. I don't see the Giants as a landing spot for Dwayne Haskins. Why not? It's not that type of quarterback. He's not that type. He's not the type of quarterback I see the Giants going for. To be honest with you, why not? I'd like to hear your I thoughts. Don't think on the Giants, that. I don't think the Giants are going to bring in a black quarterback. <laughs> wow. Um, so that's your reasoning. Well, you the said you, said you want me to bring honest with you. <laughs> I wasn't going to throw it out there until you kept clamoring for it. <laughs> well, yeah. I, uh, uh, not much I can say that. I don't think that has any effect on who the Giants draft, whether it's I think black I, well, I, 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 different. I put it like I this. Care less. I think if it was Cam Newton, different story. I think, you know, I don't think Haskins is enough of a quarterback at this stage for the Giants to take a risk on Haskins. Hey, well, look, he gets a full year backing up Eli Manning. What the hell? He learns from one of the best in the business? <laughs> I couldn't even say that with a straight face. I, um, I was trying to remember <laughs> when, when the chuckle was going to come in. See, I, I, I think the Giants want, and that's another thing too, Jim. I think the Giants want somebody that can start right away. Uh, no, I, I don't think they're going to. Look, I don't, from what I'm hearing, and again, I'm not a draft Nick. This is from what I hear from other people. You know, there's not a ton of quarterback value in this draft that is ready to start right away. 
Um, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think any team is really looking for that. You know, they may somebody may get thrown in midseason because the team is just dead in the water and they might want to do that. And we may see that here. But, um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, if they go that way. And I also wouldn't be surprised if they go after Kyler Murray. Interesting also. I, I just don't see it. I just don't see the – I don't know. It's just not something – I don't know. Like, you know the Giants better than I do, put it like that. Uh, with the seventh pick of the draft, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, uh, Bucky says that they will select Missouri quarterback Drew Locke. I kind of feel like the Jaguars are a team that was just this close to the Super Bowl uh, last year this time. I think the Jaguars want a veteran quarterback like a Nick Foles, maybe like a Teddy Bridgewater, to try to make a quick run at it once again. Yeah, it's not like they have so many pieces that are getting older that exactly. they have a chance to make it. So I, I think they, I'd rather, if I'm them, I'd rather go with a young guy and take the chance that he could become that franchise quarterback as opposed to taking, you know, one of these middle-of-the-road older guys and just because they have the experience. And right now, Drew Locke seems to be the one that's rising up draft boards the fastest of anybody, uh, you know, at, over the last week or so. He's really shot up a lot of these mock drafts. Whereas, you know, he was a late round, late first round pick, you know, a couple of weeks ago, even sometimes in the second round, all of a sudden we're seeing him in the top 10. Yeah, no, I, I find that to be interesting. I think it'll be some shakeup and some movement in this list as we move forward. I'm just uh, <laughs> interested to see where these cats are going in some of these first mock drafts and, you know, pick out how much it changes as we go through, you know, the, the combines and the pro days and the, and the Senior Bowl and all of that stuff. Senior Bowl uh, coming up this weekend. At 15, uh, Bucky Brooks has Daniel Jones, the quarterback from Duke, going to D.C. Jimmy, you know how I feel. I think Colt McCoy is the guy to be the quarterback <laughs> in Washington. Nobody else besides me and Colt seem to think that way. Probably his parents also. Jim, I think D.C. is on the cusp. So the, this signing, the quarterback and guys getting healthy are very big to where this franchise can go. Yeah, you know, look, they came really close with everything that went on this year. They they were still in the mix late in the season. You can't ask for more than that. With all the injuries they had, and I mean, it really was compounded. Um, you know, Chris Thompson missed most of the year. The offensive line lost so many people. Uh, all the wide receivers were hurt at times throughout the season. Alex Smith, of course, going down. They what got to their fourth-level quarterback. You know, all of that stuff, and they still were in the mix late in the season really goes to show how close this team really is. And I agree with you. If they get a solid quarterback uh, going forward, it, you know, right now we're we're not hearing great things about Alex Smith and about him being ready for the start of the season. So if that doesn't happen, they're going to need to go get somebody else. And, you know, if Geis is healthy, then, you know, that definitely adds another point to their mix. You know, I mean, Adrian Peterson behind a very beat-up offensive line, still got a 1,000 yards. And I'll talk about that a lot because that still amazes me, and people don't talk about it enough that he got, you know, a 1,000 yards behind that offensive line with no other skill position players and with a four-string quarterback. Just amazes me. And, you know, I, I can imagine what Darius Geis would do, especially if they get their own line back or they strengthen it up. He could have a monster season. So, yeah, I, I agree. I think – you know, if they can get these couple of last pieces in place and if they can get, you know, the injured guys back and healthy, they're going to have a very good chance of taking that division next year. The next skill player comes right across the beltway. Bucky has the Baltimore Ravens selecting Mississippi Ole Miss uh, sophomore wide receiver D.K. Metcalf. 
Metcalf is a guy that can make some plays on the perimeter. Exactly what Lamar Jackson needs, Jim. But like, it's like Lamar Ravens- Jackson needs. Lamar Jackson needs to learn how to throw a football. Jim, you act like Lamar Jackson. You do know that Lamar Jackson took his team to the playoffs, right? Uh, yeah, by running the ball. He took his team to the playoffs, Jim. No other rookie quarterback did that. By running the ball. Okay. I'm quite sure throwing the ball will be something that they work on. Yeah, they've already come out and said he's going to be throwing the ball a lot in the offseason. Look, I, look I've told you I told you this in, in the preseason. I've told you this all in the early part of the season. You know, I – I think he'll get there at some point, but he was a project. And when he came in, he showed us he's still a project. Sure, you know, get out there and run. We've seen other guys have really good, solid first years as running quarterbacks and then not do anything after that. He needs to develop the passing side of it to become a good all-around quarterback and really take that next step because you can't do it in this league just by running as a quarterback. But I, I think that part will come. But do you do you have a problem with them drafting a wide receiver for Baltimore? Uh, I don't have a problem. They're going to need it. They're probably going to get rid of Crabtree. Brown is a free agent. Um, so, you know, they're going to need <laughs> wide receivers. And from what I'm hearing, Metcalf seems to be the guy. Everybody seems to like him as the first wide receiver off the board, whoever takes a shot on him. I just don't know if I'm Metcalf if I want to go to the Ravens with Lamar Jackson at quarterback. I want a quarterback out there that's going to give me some numbers. I wasn't thinking about the young man. I was thinking about the quarterback and the team, Jim. But uh, interest, interesting points uh, that, that you make uh, right there. Next one is the next team. Uh, Noah Fant is the top tight end. He's out, of the university. He's out of Iowa University. 23rd pick to the Houston Texans. I can, I can see it. I don't know if the Texans waste a first-round pick. I don't want to say waste. I don't know if the Texans use a first-round pick on a tight end, though. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't really know a lot about Noah Fant yet. Um, I, I haven't really done a lot of research into him to see what he's done. Uh, I, I do know he's a big boy and supposedly has really good hands. Uh, I just don't know much else about him, whether you know his his routes are strong or not. That's all stuff that will come in the next couple of months. But, you know, I look, Houston would love to have a very talented tight end to, to complement Hopkins and Fuller, uh, there's no doubt in my mind they would like that and would really help Deshaun Watson as well. So, you know, I, I could see them taking a you know their first round pick and going after this guy if he really truly is you know the the number one tight end in the draft and you know it is a position of need for them. Right, quick, Jim. Uh, what if I I was looking at some uh, this is off topic some uh, player futures in the NFL. The odds to win the Rookie of the Year in the NFL, the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Saquon Barkley is plus money, Jim. Yeah, but pretty sure it's going to probably go to Mayfield uh, really? after this turnaround. Yeah, that's what they're going to go with. Look, quarterback is the reigning spot in the league, and you know he, he had a major turnaround when Freddie Kitchen got involved more heavily and you know really – Came down strong down the stretch. I, I get it. For me, it, it would be Barkley, but I, I have to think part of that is because I'm a Giants fan and would love to see him do it. But, you know, we saw Barkley already get the other rookie of the year, which who, who gave that one out? I can't remember. Don't remember either. Uh, um, just last week. So I, yeah, I probably, they're probably going to do the same thing. Look, you know, young franchise quarterbacks that have the kind of finish to the season that he had 
I'm definitely going to get you know the favorite choices. Wow, that's interesting. Mayfield sitting at one twenty-five. Barkley sitting at even money at plus one hundred. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Let me get my man Connor in Tampa. Connor, what up? Yeah, real quick. Um, I want to um like touch on like a few things with the NFL draft. Um, like. For me, the Giants. I feel like the best like decision for you guys, for you guys to pick is like probably like O line because I I think like Eli can still be like a good quarterback in this Ooh, league. You think Eli can still be a good quarterback in this league? Are you are you a <laughs> Giant fan? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I'm just like saying because like he had like no time at all like in that pocket at all. Like he'll be impressed like immediately. Like, yeah, the, the time in the pocket is not as bad as he makes it out to be. Eli Manning hold the football too long too. That plays a role in it. Well, okay, they, 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 well, wait, wait, wait. Real quick before we go further. They absolutely played a lot better the second half of the season when they started moving him out of that pocket and getting him outside that, you know, immediate rush right in his face. And the numbers, I, I mean, they weren't great, but they were definitely much better. He had a pretty good statistical year. It's just a lot of it was dump-offs to Barkley. But, hey, look, when you get a, a player like Barkley, you have to take advantage, just like the Panthers did with, you know, Christian McCaffrey. Oh, this is interesting. Hold on one second. Uh, what 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 else uh, comments you got on the draft, uh, Connor? Yeah, one more for the draft. Um, so um, I mean, Bucky's on mock draft. Like, who was the best? Like, um, like who do you have the Bucks taking at number five? Uh, at number five, Bucky has the Brooks taking uh, LSU linebacker Devin White. This Devin White can flat out play. I hate to say that a, a prospect is a can't miss, but Devin White is about as can't miss as you can get. Okay. I would love. They definitely could, like, need help like, on the on the defensive side of the ball, no doubt. Yeah, but yeah, like, I would love like, like so this draft like pretty like stacked with some DNs. Yes, as a, you got a lot, you got a lot of defensive players in this draft. Uh, Nick Bosa um, is a Nick Bosa is an edge rusher. Josh Allen, not the not the quarterback, is an edge rusher. Rashawn Gary's an edge rusher. Uh, um, the kid Farrell from Clemson's an edge rusher. Uh, edge rusher. So the um, the other dude from Florida, polite to edge rusher. Jalen Ferguson's an edge rusher. Uh, edge rusher. So there's a lot of edge rushers in this draft. Yes, you get a pretty good edge rusher in the, in the second round, right? Yes, you. It'll be edge edge rushers all up and down this draft. Okay, and then on the Pro Bowl, like how I think they like they can fix it. Well, first off, freaking ticket out of Orlando. I think they should bring it to Las Vegas. All right, so the players like have. Like, so they like want to go, and then like like raise up the money, like like doing like a like I don't know, like, like how much do they give the players for winning right now? Like I know they, like, I don't like they give them like a prize for winning. Like how much well, do they right well, now? I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. That's a good question. Cause I'm not sure what the Pro Bowl winning team gets. Was it fifty thousand dollars, something like that, Jim? Yeah, Corey, well, I, I haven't followed it so long. I really don't know. Yeah, I, for I real. honestly don't know. The Vegas is not a bad yeah. idea. Move the game to Vegas, play it at a you know a high school field, Bishop Gorman or something like that. You know what I mean? I can well, see that. Yeah, raise the money. And I really liked how it was like back like three years ago in Hawaii, how it was like a fancy draft, how they had like two like legendary team captains, and it was like le- and it was like a fancy draft. I think we should like bring it back to like that format. I like that. Yeah, that's that a, good really cool. yeah, that's that was, a good idea. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Yeah, that definitely added a little something to it when they they had to pick their players and. You know, if it's going to be a true exhibition, who cares if it's AFC versus NFC? Let's just have somebody draft the teams and go for it. There you go. All right, that's my man Connor in Tampa. Phone lines open 844-843-6879. Uh, we talked about D.C. already, Jim. 
And they, hey, hey, Corey, Corey, you know what Confucius say? What did Confucius say? Confucius say, squirrel who runs up woman's leg will not find nuts. Oh, Confucius is a very smart man, Jim. <laughs> you will not find nuts. Uh, you know what, Jim? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to make you laugh, Corey. <laughs> Thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. Uh, Confucius. Um, Confucius is a cool cat, if you ask me. Um, Kelvin Harmon, North Carolina State wide receiver, is selected by Bucky to go number 24 to the Oakland Raiders. And Jim, they don't even know where they're going to play next year. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, they need a lot. Like, I wouldn't even like, – I don't even if – I'm a, if, I, if I'm a prospect coming out, I don't even want to go to the Raiders. Well – uh, again, it's not like they really have a choice. That's true. Um, <laughs> they, they go where they get drafted, uh, unless, of course, your dad is Archie Manning, and yeah, and then you say, "No, oh, he's yeah. not going there." You can shake your um, way out of it. <laughs> but Armin's not really going to have much of a choice, and, and they do need wide receivers. And actually, it might be a perfect place to go for him because he would be, you know, as of now, probably the number one wide receiver on that team. I don't know if they bring uh, back you Jordy know what you're right. He might, he might very well be. Yeah, so, you know, that may very well play into it. All right, 844-843-6879. When we come back on the other side, we'll keep it going. Keep it rolling right here. Get back to the top 10. Go the top next 10 in the top 100. It's Defensive Football Friends. Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only place to go for 24-7 fantasy sports advice. Once you download the FNTSY Sports Radio app, you'll get the most accurate experts and most entertaining programming in the fantasy sports world. Listen to great shows like Fantasy Football Frenzy. There you go right there, Goon Squad. Game Time Decisions. Good teams win, great teams cover. Fantasy Freestyle. You know what it is. And plenty more. Download the FNTSY Sports Radio app on your iPhone and Android devices now and take the best fantasy sports talk wherever life leads you. Rain dance! Make it rain. It looks like 15 states will have legalized full-fledged sports betting, and five of those states will actually have NFL teams. We will start to see more and more from the NFL partnering along and marketing anything to do with sports betting. It's coming. And it's even more states with the marijuana. If you're on the Denver Broncos and you're in Colorado, what, you're not allowed? Like, it's legal. Yeah, and you're going to get that because of the amount of money. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on the Fantasy Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. The morning after. Teddy Ruxpin is what they used to call me in my youth. You know what? You're looking for some money? Yes. I'm always looking for some business opportunities. How about we make like uh, teddy bear stuffed animals of you? That's not a bad idea. Little Yankee hat. And like, you know, the stuffed animal, like the hand will be on the belly? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what would they do about my... Um... That neutral. Oh, in the neutral, I didn't yeah. okay. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on your popular podcast providers.
Fantasy Football Frenzy back, FNTSY Radio, the exec and fancy task. No issue, boy, today. Getting ready to get into our top next 10 of the top 100. Going hey, Corey, through, I got another Confucius one for you. Going through players 60 through 51. What's up, Jim? Confucius say, wise man, not play leapfrog with unicorn. All right. <laughs> See? <laughs> you, can get, you can get poked in your junk. <laughs> <laughs> he also said, The DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head to head and three ball betting tools, PGA pro tip, subscriber chat, and more. More. Go to dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, choose golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. That's dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, click on golf, and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. Confucius say it is good. There you go. Confucius on one. Good job by Confucius. Hey, let me pull this up. I'm sorry, I had to read a, a note from the school, my son's high school. It was a kid, a 15-year-old boy, got stabbed in the bathroom on Tuesday. So they were just uh, updating the parents of the situation with that student. At oh, ES- he was playing leapfrog with a unicorn? No, he got stabbed, like stab, stab. Like, like oh, the, the, Yeah, no, no, the kid was, uh, like the young man is in a uh, serious condition. He's in the hospital for a couple days now. The police found the young man uh, unconscious in the bathroom, stabbed inside E.L. Hayes uh, Charter School in Washington, D.C., so I was just reading the update, and I lost my spot where I was at. Oh, here we go right here. Players number 60 through 51 in our top 10. The next 10 of our top 100 right here on the Fancy Sports Radio Network. Uh, you can get full description, full readout, full everything on these players and the process if you head on over to rotoexperts.com. In player number 60, Jim, I'm always going to say he should be higher because I think he's one of the best players in the, in the NFL. Maybe not so much this year for fantasy purposes, but you know what he got it done if you ask me. That is Seattle Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson. 3,400 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 376 rushing yards. No rushing touchdowns this year, but uh, Russell Wilson, another solid season from the Seahawks quarterback. Look, yeah, it, he had a great season. and didn't, you know People don't really realize it, but this was the most touchdowns he's thrown in the season yet. Didn't throw as many yards because they really didn't have to because the running game was so huge. But, I mean, he was super efficient with those touchdowns. Uh, if you really did the numbers on the touchdowns to number of attempts he made this year, uh, he's probably the most efficient quarterback in the league in, in that respect. Definitely. Uh, you know, so – and he did have his biggest game in week 16. So, you know, again, I'm with you. Russell's – in my book, is always going to be higher than this uh, just because I, I do – I think he is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And Russell had a game this year where he threw three touchdown passes on 11 on, – on like, on like 17 passing attempts. Yeah, he, he had a, actually had a couple games that were really close to those kind of numbers where, you know, 20 or 21 attempts and three touchdowns in those. And, and that's just uh, amazing. It doesn't happen very often, but he did it quite a few games this year. Next up, player number 59, Los Angeles Ram wide receiver Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup was having a great season until he tore his ACL. Um, his thing with Cup, 40 receptions on 56 targets. That's excellent. 566 yards, six touchdowns. 
This kid right here is one of the is going to be one of the top wide receivers in the NFL as he continues to grow and develop with that Los Angeles Ram offense. I'm a big Cooper Cup supporter. Wish he could have had the whole season. He screwed up one of my fancy teams when he went down, Jim, but I love Cooper Cup. I can even see him being a little bit higher. Well, then again, he wasn't there for you down the stretch because of the injury. But I almost feel like the Rams' offense is not working as good as without Cooper Cup these last couple of weeks. Well, definitely, you know, it, it's not the same. Uh, you know, let's face it, He, while he's not the number one on that team, I mean, he was p- big play after big play when he was on the field and putting up big fantasy points every game he played, except for the ones that where he actually got hurt. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, he was consistent. And, you know, based on the number of games he played, the fact that he had 40 receptions, you know, just under 600 yards and six touchdowns, pretty good numbers. Um, so he, he did it while he was there, but you're right. He wasn't there for the playoffs, and that's probably why he's down here. One spot ahead of Cooper Cup, player number 58 on the list, Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver Adam Humphreys. Hump came through this year, 76 receptions, 816 yards, and five touchdowns. It's just the thing with Hump, Jim, is like you couldn't predict when they when these numbers were coming, but he was putting up good numbers this year. He was putting up good numbers this year. He had a very strong year, his best year, uh, career-wise, you know, so far. And, yeah, it, it, it's interesting to see what will happen to him this year. You know, if he stays around, does he become an even bigger part of this offense? That will be interesting to see what they do there. Um, you know, it, it was tough, especially when you consider the fact that basically he had a split season at quarterback between Winston and, and you know, Fitzpatrick and, you know, did really well with one and then, kind of sloughed off with the other and then finally came back. Um, you know, so he, he was a pretty decent play down the stretch as well. Not great, but definitely, you know, close enough to where he got you double-digit points most games. And that's what you're kind of looking at for a wide receiver three. Get you into that 12, you know, 14-point range if you're lucky. Those are the games that really put you over the top when you have a wide receiver three doing that. And he did that quite often. Yeah, no doubt. And if you were able to catch him with that and have him in your lineup, more than likely you had a pretty good uh, slot that week because uh, Hump really came through. Saw more of it with with um, Jameis Winston as the quarterback as opposed to Ryan Fitzpatrick. But um, I think Adam Humphreys is a player in the middle rounds. Dollar make you holler on him, Jim, next year because Winston's going to be back. Bruce Arians, you know what? I'm with it. The, the only issue I have with that is he's not really a, a stretch-the-field kind of wide receiver. Um, he, he's a short-to-medium to route Excellent wide receiver. on the goal line, though. And, uh, and he is. Yeah, I mean, he had five touchdowns. I, I get that. But, you know, when you got Evans there and, you know, whoever else they got, they get O.J. Howard coming back, hopefully, from the injury, be healthy. Uh, you know, whether or not they keep Deshaun Jackson, they also got Godwin there. You know, there's so many mouths to feed. If they, especially if they do bring back Deshaun Jackson, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I think we're going to get a lot of the same thing this year. Is we're never going to quite know if it's going to be Humphreys or Godwin in that particular week, and I think that's going to be another factor in this. Luckily, you won't have to invest highly to get him. It's not like you're going to have to, you know, spend a sixth or seventh or eighth round yep. pick on him. More than likely, you'll get him in ninth, tenth round. Uh, one slot ahead of Adam Humphreys. At 57 is Jarvis Landry, and this is a problem right here. 81 receptions on 150 targets. That's not good. 976 yards. That's not Jarvis Landry. Four touchdowns. That's not Jarvis Landry. What the hell happened to Jarvis Landry, Jim? 
Oh, a lot of things. Uh, he went to Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 um, that, that, that do it to you every time. And look, you know, I, I said it before on this show. You know, we, we've seen there were, you know, a lot of drop passes coming out of Cleveland wide receivers. Callaway, um, you know, Joko, and even Landry. We saw a bunch of drop passes from this from them this year. And I have to say, I, I have to wonder if it is because of the way Baker throws the ball, that it's slightly different, not what they're used to, and it takes a little time to adjust. We've seen that with other good quarterbacks in the past, that you know they, their ball spins a certain way or they have a little bit more force on it than wide receivers are used to or you know things like that. And I think that what, what we might have seen this year, the fact that he didn't have a really clear number two wide receiver opposite him, to me, is the biggest point here. Uh, defenses just continued to drape all over him because there was nobody else really to beat him. They'd let Callaway run man-on-man because even if he got free, most of the time he's going to drop it. Um, so they didn't worry about that too much. So, you know, they ran a lot of coverage at Landry in almost every game. Uh, either they had a straight double team or they had an over and under on him. And, you know, that was what really hurt him a lot. I, I think going forward next year, if they can get a, a true number two wide receiver to step up or if Callaway takes that next step up, you know, I think that'll help Landry a lot. I've always been a big fan of Landry. I think his talent is out of the world. Out of Love Jarvis Landry. Uh, you know, I, I put his talent right up there with the big guys like, you know, Odell and, and those guys. I think he has that kind of talent. This offense, you know, they started to come together at the end of the year, get him a true number two, um, and with Chubb starting and Baker starting right from day one, I think this offense does really good things next year. And, again, I, I think I'm going to have to bite into that Landry coin in my drafts next year and just hope it doesn't bite me you'll in the get ass him again. For a, you'll get him for a discount, too, uh, this you'll, year, Jim. Well, not too much of a discount, though. Because you don't the way, think so? No, I, I think he'll fall a little bit. But I, I'd be surprised if he still falls outside of the fifth round. All right. Uh, number 56. <sighs> True enigma. <laughs> Dalvin I, Cook, running back, Minnesota Vikings. 615 rushing yards, two touchdowns. 40 receptions on 49 targets, 305 yards of receiving, and also two touchdowns. Where do we start with Dalvin Cook, Jim? Well, look, it, you know, I, I understand we, we have the injuries that we have to you know, worry about, and the fact is he, he missed five games this year. But outside of that, he only had two games of the other 11 where he wasn't a double-digit factor, and he came on really strong down the fantasy playoffs. So I did. get this. I had him a little higher than this. Uh, again, I, I really like this guy's talent. If we he, if we get sixteen games out of him, we're we're going to be looking at a guy that you know lead back the, up in that mix is you know an RB one in first or second round. Can lead this the, year. You're going to get him at, at a discount. He can lead the NFL in rushing. Kind of talent that he has, Jim. Would I would I want I want him. See, I would take him in the second. But with, 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 with the discount, where are you going to get him at? Now, you're probably going to, he's probably going to drop to, you know, either late second or early third. Exactly. So you're not getting so that much yeah, of a discount. You're not getting huge. Yeah, right. But, hey, look, a lot of people, including this dumbass, took him at the end of the first round this year. you get a discount on that at least, you know what I'm saying? But I'm a Dalvin <laughs> Cook supporter, and I think all oh, good things will be ahead. Number 55, Carolina Panther quarterback Cam Newton. Spoke about him earlier to start the show. Uh, going to be out to start the season and with show, not out, but shoulder surgery. They're saying should be throwing by OTAs, minor procedure should be throwing by OTAs. 
should be up to speed and ready to go by training camp. You got to be careful with that with these shoulder surgeries for quarterbacks, though. But 3,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, 24 touchdowns, um, 13 interceptions, 488 rushing yards and four touchdowns, but he played most of the season with uh, injured. Well, at least the back half of the season mostly injured. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, you know, look, it, he's a hard man to get. He, you know, he always has the talent running the ball. He always has that chance to, you know, score that rushing talent touchdown which gives him that extra added value we know we love to see these quarterbacks that can do that kind of thing gives him a nice floor he didn't run as much this year as we're used to seeing uh didn't vulture as many tds this year as we're used to seeing but you know he he didn't have a bad year the fact is the 24 touchdowns was a problem for some but you know when you look at the wide receivers he had to work with where his top wide receiver was basically a rookie that's always tough to do Always hard to get consistent play out of rookies. Um, actually, his top two wide receivers were probably rookie because, I mean, Funches was basically nothing. Um, so, you know, that always has a problem there. Uh, you know, I, I had him a little lower on my list than this, and I definitely had uh, uh, Russell Wilson a little higher than than him. Uh, yeah, no doubt about that. I agree with you on that one, Jim. Um, I, I just look at it. Listen, he's healthy. He's out there. you got to give it a shot. If that's in the range that you want to select your quarterback at, because Cam can get it done when he's healthy and ready to go. Um, 54 is A.J. Green. Oh, I tell you, Jim, still one of the top talents in the league, but the injury's starting to pile up now, getting a little bit too much. The emerging of my guy, oh, now I can't think of his name, Tyler Boyd. I think we've seen the best of A.J. Green. Comes in this year, playing on the 54, 46 receptions on 77 targets. 694 with six touchdowns. Decent. You expect more from A.J. Green. A discount is coming for Green. And you know what? I may not be in on it next year. Look, it, it, you know, when he was on the field, he was a monster. Um, you know, no doubt. He, he put up A.J. Green-like numbers. And, you know, Boyd definitely took a, a huge step forward in his development. But Green was still Green, um, you know, until he got hurt, of course, and missed it. The, the one crazy thing about Green is, you know, he, he seems to be having this pattern going right now. Um, you know, he seems like one year he's playing a full 16. Next year he's missing some games. Then he comes back and plays another full 16. Then he misses some games. Then he plays another full 16. Then he misses some games. Well, this year he missed some games. Looking like 2019 might be the year he plays all season. If he plays all – Jim, the injury this year was the foot again, right? Uh, oh, man, I'm trying to remember. I believe uh, it was the foot or toe again with A.J. Green. Yeah, yeah, right, right. He had to take – he tore ligaments in his toe. Exactly. So he's going to have to get the surgery, play with that orthopedic uh, I'm shoe. Sure he's had the had the surgery. So he's, so he's going to have to play with that padded that padded orthopedic shoe. Similar injury to what Jordan Reed has been dealing with the past couple years. Jordan Reed didn't really miss that much time because of it this year. So I see where you're coming from. Uh, fourth round wide receiver two, AJ Green. Yes or no? I take the shot on him as wide receiver two in the fourth round. Sure, why not? Um, you know, again, that's why you draft depth and you have other guys that you can count on if need be. But you're still going to get good numbers out of Green when he's on the field. And and like I said, you know, 2019 looks like a, a year based on his pattern that he should play all 16 games. I, I know that's kind of a non-scientific way to look at it, but. You know, some of these guys do, in fact, get these kind of patterns going. Um, you know, uh, 
Keenan Allen always starts out the season slow and then comes on big at the end of the season. You know, that seems to be his tendency. Uh, with Green, this could be his, and he could play 16 games next year. And, you know, you get him in the fourth round, and he plays all 16 games. You got You're a winner. gravy, yeah. Playing number 53, Jim Deshaun Watson coming up on the end of the program. Give me a couple quick words on Watson. 4,100 passing yards, 26 touchdowns. Also ran for 551 and five touchdowns. Top five fantasy quarterback in 2019. Look, he got off to a slow start. Didn't look good in preseason. Started the year off slow, but then really started to come on and, you know, was was really balling out until Fuller got hurt. And then that pushed him back a little bit. You know, they, they made the trade to uh, to get the other wide. Man, I can't even think of his name right now. That's how good he did. Um, who'd they trade for? The wide Marius Thomas. Uh, Marius Thomas, yeah. He didn't really do much. Uh, Kiki Kute came in for, had a cup of coffee for a couple games, played well, and then got hurt again. And finally, at the end of the season, had another good game, but that was about it. Uh, the fact that he came up and still threw for 4,000 yards and had a 26 to 9 touchdown to interception ratio, man, he had a great season. If he gets all those pieces back healthy, they really get it. Let me get in here the last two, Jim. Number yeah, 50, go ahead. Number 52, Aaron Rodgers. Number 51, Aaron Jones. Well, Aaron Rodgers, I mean, we all said he had a bad year, but numbers really proved it differently. 4,400 yards, 25 to 2 touchdown interception ratio. Not what we expected, but he still ended up putting good numbers. Number Aaron fifth. Jones, Aaron right. Jones, I had him a little lower just because, you know, it, it didn't start off good. Then he got really hot. And then for some reason, they started going away from him again. That's but he ended up putting frenzy. up really good numbers for a real strong streak there. Team suck? Maybe you need us. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The only free 24-7 Fantasy Sports Radio Network.